Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hello? Hello, how are you? I'm very good, how are you? Good, how can I help you? I just wanted to call and say thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, this is John Edward calling. So You know, I feel a lot more comfortable. I felt good tuning in. Uh, I just got good energy when the reminder of the show came across my profile. And uh, the fellow hosting it has had really great guests and good energy. And, you know, it uh, it, it feels really good. Uh, may everybody's heart's desires uh, be divinely blessed. Good, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving me a chance to be on your show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Tori, for joining me. Oh, it was a pleasure. We could have done two hours, Michael, you know? <laughs> one more. Okay. Please, want to be me. It is you, dear, 727. Oh, my God. I don't think I'm talking to anybody. <laughs> You're talking to Michael. Oh, my God. Good evening, everyone. It's Tuesday, October 18th, 2011. You're listening to Be The Light Now Radio, and I'm your host, Reverend Michael, coming to you live from rainy, stormy, low-pressure system crashing down on us, Florida. Anyways, so, no, still have power, so not a problem. Kind of little wimpy storms, but just enough to cause aggravations for me, because I'm sensitive to the energies. But anyways, we made it on the air tonight. Wonderful guest coming on the show. You've seen him in my chat room promoting his radio shows when I've had certain guests on. 
And I figured, well, you know what? We're going to turn the table. He wants to promote his show so much, we're going to have to have him on as a guest. So I'm going to go bring him on here in just a minute. But you've seen him all over Blog Talk Radio. He's uh, from my home state of Rhode Island. Little place with a big name. Big-hearted people there. Yeah, I guess why I left. Anyways, he's on WNRI 1380 AM and the Internet affiliate stations all over the place. So many to go ahead and list. It'll take us half the show to list them all. Anyways, welcome to the show, everybody. Let me see if I get him here. Ron Ash. Hello, Ron. Hello. Thanks for having me on. I have uh, to a- dispel the myth. I was not promoting my show. I was just letting some of the people. You had quite a few callers. And people get distressed. They think they weren't going to be able to talk to Joseph Labruda the Third. I know, but and that's so fine. Just let you know. them know. Oh yeah, but no, that's why I figured it's <laughs> like you know you're promoting your show and Joseph. So it's like well you know we're going to have to get him on the show then. Turn the tables on you a little bit. Hey, we're all here for the callers. We're all on the same team. We want to oh, help yeah. people. Yes, that's you the know? important thing. We want to give them the guidance and the clarity they need in their lives, and and let them know about a lot of the things that they hadn't been taught, and most people haven't been taught in their lifetimes, law of attraction, metaphysics, how we're all connected at all times to the spiritual. Everybody's psychic. Yep. Yeah, they just have to open up to it and acknowledge it, and it's going to open up a whole new world to them. Yep, absolutely. And, and you know, many times people just kind of shrug off that uh, affirmation of that spiritual connection. They get those chills. They get those goosebumps for no apparent reason. And they just kind of shrug it off and they don't think much about it. And really the secret is to spend time in that. Experience it for as long as it lasts. And that's when the connection gets stronger. Yep. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good experience too. So tell yes. everyone a little bit about yourself other than that you're a radio host and an author and um, you know, wonderful, uh, wonderfully well-known for so many reasons. I'm a regular guy, and I do what I can do every day. Every day, uh, if an opportunity presents itself, I go for it. I say I'm in, and I just – that's how I live my life. I spend as much time as I can in the present. Cool. And uh, you also have the gifts as well, aren't you? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, everybody does, but I do have the intuitive abilities that uh, add to it, and that's key. You know, A lot of people are psychic, but not everybody has that intuitive ability. So do you, because uh, I know you have a lot of wonderful guests on regularly on your show. Yeah, we have tons of guests. I mean, we have, uh, you know, authors, uh, you know, people that are really into metaphysics, um, science. We had Greg Braden on last week. Uh, that was a phenomenal show. Um, actually, he came on directly after Joseph. We have Joseph Lebruto. He's a psychic medium, as you know, and uh, medium Sherry Hobson, Darshini. Uh, we have uh, Holly Hall, who's a psychic astrologer. She's actually uh, president and CEO of Spirit Quest Radio in Canada, SQR.fm. She'll be doing the show with me tomorrow at 11. And we have some regular uh, guest authors that have written different books on related topics. We kind of, you know, stay in that realm of spirituality, holistic health, wellness, self-help, personal development. Uh, really trying to give people the tools that they need to move forward confidently in the direction of their dreams. Cool. So do you ever get to take calls yourself? 
it's very difficult to take calls on the show because I'm doing the production part of it. I'm screening the calls. Um, I have a lot of things going on at the same time. I run the chat room as well. I try to the best of my abilities. But, uh, you know, running commercials, calling into the AM stations to uh, have them patch us through. And um, it, there's a lot going on. But it's interesting because I always um, feel the spirits that are being connected um, on the show. So if Joseph is all of a sudden connecting with somebody and bringing in their loved one, I can usually experience that. Um, I'm really learning more and more about it every day. I do the show because I'm seeing the images of the people there and then I'm making the leap. And that's really crucial. It, that is the scariest part is really saying, am I going to be right? Or am I going to be wrong? Well, sometimes it's somebody there, but we not may not know the connection right then and there. But afterwards we think about it. We're like, Oh, that's who it is. Oh, it happens to Joseph a lot. Um, he'll be on the line and there'll be, you know, so many people in queue. Um, he may be reading the next caller or the caller after that, or many times, they read me instead. Cool. Yeah, we'll have also, we'll be having Joseph back on on November first, so I'm I'm sure we'll see you in our chat room then too. Yeah, definitely. I I, I enjoyed the show. Um, he actually sent me the link to go, uh, you know, check it out, and I did a fair amount of promoting it too. You know, I sent it out via Twitter and uh, you know, posted on Facebook, and you know, let everybody know. Like I said, I like people who ordinarily do not have the opportunity to experience this kind of modality to really get in there. And that's what I like about the AM radio. AM radio, you get out to about, uh, depending on the the area, 720,000 to a million people. And those are people that aren't specifically searching for a topic. They may just flick through the uh, radio and, you know, hit the seek button and tune into the station and like, wow, I always thought that way. You know, I really believe that. Yeah, you do. You definitely do have a good um, a good following there in Rhode Island area. Yeah, yeah, we have people from all over the world. It's great. The internet is great for that too. It really brings people from all different countries. We have Lisa Jane Skender, who's in Australia, who's a uh, regular guest on the show. She took a little hiatus, but Holly Hall's in Canada. Joseph's in Florida. Um, then we have you know the callers, and they send us those emails. You know how it is, and they they tell us how it's affected them in a positive way. But, uh, you know, I learn a lot, too. We learn a lot. I also do uh, – I love numerology. Uh, I love um, uh, totem, animal totems and uh, spirit guides and things like that. And I've had a lot of experiences um, with all of those and uh, using those as a way to communicate and to facilitate communication between callers. Yeah, it's uh... – Definitely, I I like working with all of that, and now I'm getting my own church going, so I have a physical location for that, and uh, we're getting ready to expand actually into a bigger location. So I'm yeah, I, I looking I forward love that. to yeah looking forward to helping out as many people as as we can. So yeah, you know I actually speak at Unity sometimes, and uh, it, it always surprises me because I go there and I I am an ordained minister, but I actually took the uh, title apostle. And um, they they often put on the on the uh, program and up on the board Reverend Ron, which is kind of comical to me because I always think Reverend Run whenever I hear that Reverend Ron. But uh, Joseph also he's also a uh, a uh, a reverend. Yep. So yeah, interesting so, uh, stuff. Yeah, it is, and you know, and it, 
you know, I have people calling me, you know, Reverend Michael and F for a while there. It took me some getting used to, and I was like, oh, okay, not too bad, you know. So, and, um, I, uh, yeah, I love the idea of the church thing. Um, you know, it's really great to kind of meet together and, and share a common interest. And, um, often while we're in the church and we're all together, because of everything's energy, we all pick up on each other's energy, and it really is so powerful to be together with a group of people who are all vibrating at that same level. And yeah, to be it able is to teach. great. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to, because uh, to, he's in Florida too on the other coast from where I'm at. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to getting Joseph to come over and um, and uh, make an appearance in person over at the church when I get everything set up for it. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be awesome. Um, what, what part of Florida are you from? Uh, I'm in Tampa area. Tampa area, okay, yeah, yeah. So that's I've right only been Gulf to Tampa once. Yep, I've been there once. Bush Gardens, I think I went to. Yep. Way back when, I must have been about 21. 21 was my first trip to Disney World and Bush Gardens. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah Bush Gardens. It took a little while, but I got there. Yeah, Bush Gardens is a fun place, but um, I've been down mm-hmm. here now for 23 years from Rhode Island. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, so I grew up in uh, West Warwick. Oh, okay. Yep, I'm very familiar with West Warwick. West Warwick and then Coventry. Spent a lot yep. of time in Coventry. Actually, I think I really uh, developed my uh, spiritual side as a youngster on the pond in Coventry. Johnston Johnson's Pond. Oh yeah, I, I remember that place. I was on Johnson's Pond as a child, and used to often uh, uh, put my canoe in the water and go paddling out and exploring. And my dad used to say, "We never knew where you were. You used to just get up in the morning and just be gone all day." And I used to just get very close to nature. You know, I just would appreciate everything around me from the trees to the animals, you know, to the, the uh, lily pads and find these uh, unique untouched uh, areas of the pond, small coves in the back of coves. And um, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience to be able to uh, grow up on the pond like that. So uh, how young were you? Do you remember when you first realized you had the uh, your, your gifts and abilities that were open? You know, I was very young, um, but by the time I was about maybe uh, eight or nine years old, I think it kind of went into remission there. You get into school, and there's a lot of things going on there, and uh, it it wasn't an easy time for me. Um, uh, You know, it's a lot of pressure when you're a kid and you go to school, especially if you're, uh, you know, now they have words for it. They call them indigos or crystal children or whatnot. But when you're on that level and you are like – coming out of a past life and you're coming into this life and you're like, I don't get these people. You know what I mean? You're just in a different place. It gets very difficult to uh, function in that environment. So I kind of like got a little sidetracked for many years, although things would always happen. Uh, I did step away for a while. Um, I don't think everything really totally opened up again for me until my mother passed back in 2004. So, um, sorry to hear that about your mom. That's definitely hard to uh, to deal with. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, it was hard to deal with, but what happened to me six months after just made the whole thing a uh, totally different experience. And I came to the realization of how real all this stuff really is. It was Christmas Eve 2003. 
and I was in the hospital by my mother's bedside. She was uh, she had MS for about 20 years, and uh, this was getting to the end of her journey here in this physical plane. And I was sitting uh, by her bedside, and uh, I felt like I needed to talk to her. I really got a strong message that she was hanging on for me and my sisters, and that I needed to put her at ease in order to allow her to let go. I wanted to talk to her, but somebody was out in the hallway, so I didn't feel comfortable really, you know, giving a heartfelt uh, talk to my mom with somebody else that I didn't know, kind of almost present. So I always felt this way. I always had a very close relationship with God, source, the creator of all things, great spirit, whatever you want to say. And um, I used to always talk in thoughts using telepathy. And I said, well, this is what I'll do. I'll think to my mother what I want her to know. And I said, Mom, you know, I, you've been hanging on for me and for, you know, Dawn and Carrie, who are my sisters, and, and everybody else. And I want you to know that you don't have to anymore. We will be okay. I'll make sure everybody is all set. When you cross over, you'll be there on the other side with your mom, your dad, your brother, and everyone who has passed before you. And you'll sit at a table and you'll laugh and you'll tell stories and um you know, so I, I sat for a while that evening, went home. But I, I did say, oh, I almost forgot the most important thing. I said one thing. I said, Mom, one thing I want you to do for me, if you can do it. It's Christmas time. I really don't want my kids to associate losing their mom at this time of the year. If you could just hold on until after the holidays. So she ended up passing on January 1st, 2004. She wow. did hold on for him. Six months later, I have a friend of my daughter's mother, who is an acquaintance of mine, just from birthday parties and events like that, uh, came by my business, and she says, Ron, I made an appointment with the psychic medium, Roland Comtois, about a year ago for me and my girlfriend, Dina. Something is telling me to bring you with me instead of Dina. I said, no, I'm not interested. I don't really, you know, believe in that psychic stuff. And, you know, I went to one before, and it was very ambiguous, and I didn't want to go down that road again. So uh, after some convincing, and, and then I did get a strong feeling that I needed to go, I said, okay, I'll go. She said to bring a couple of articles of the people that you wanted to come through. So I brought my mother's eyeglasses, my grandmother's, my grandfather's. Guess who came through? All those three people plus a couple others. Um, the psychic said to me, Ron, somebody's here. It's a woman. She wants me to thank you for seeing her off. He recited word to word what I said to my mother in the hospital that Christmas Eve 2003, what I thought to my mother. And I said it at that point there was no way he could have known exactly word for word what I said. And I was in that room with Roland and energy was just flowing in and out of me like crazy. I never experienced such intense energy. Um, one thing after another it was an amazing experience. And then things just started really opening up for me. You've got a direct connection to the other side now. That's what happened, and I think that's what happens a lot of times. It happens when a lot of people either they um, have near-death experiences or they uh, a loved one passes and uh, and creates that connection. Um, so many things. 
I mean, the the greatest thing that I noticed was when she first passed um, the day before her funeral. Her name was Anita. It was a very rare name. I knew one other person named Anita my entire life, and they lived uh, uh, across the street from me uh, for most of my childhood, this woman. And the day before her funeral, I went to go buy a new suit for the wake. And I was in the store, and I needed help. And I asked somebody, and they called over a salesperson, and guess what? Not so coincidentally, her name was Anita. Now, the day after her funeral, I kind of had to get away from the house. There were a lot of people coming over offering condolences, and I just needed to just kind of break away from it for a little while. Um, went down to one of my uh, commercial buildings. I was sitting in the, uh, I call it the customer lounge area. It's like a waiting area away from the stores that are in the uh, uh, building. And uh, one of my tenants come out. And one of his customers come in, and they introduce each other, and she says, by the way, my name is Anita. So they let us know. Even if we're not really connected, psychic, intuitive, or whatnot, they still have ways of letting us know through other people, through statements, um, through so many other ways, just signs. The signs are everywhere. People just get that tunnel vision, and they don't see it. It's amazing. There is no here and there. We are existing simultaneously in two realms at the same time, the physical and the spiritual. There's no separate, no separation. Separation is only our perception. Yeah, and I've noticed that too. It's, uh, and it's a wonderful when you realize uh, that there is no separation between the two and you can communicate back and forth. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, uh, I started getting... Numbers. I started seeing numbers. I started seeing her birthday over and over again. And I was like, I would just be, thank you, Mom. Thank you. Thank you, Mom. I even do that today with the angels when I see the numbers. Because now I found out they were angel numbers. They Each number had meanings. Um, so I'll say thank you to the angels, too, for giving me that support. You know, showing me those numbers. Giving me that guidance. But uh, it started with seeing the 811. That was her birthday. So 811, I would w- I would wake up in the morning. And it would 811. I would look at my odometer reading on my car. 811. I would see a license plate. 811. And I was just like overwhelming. And then after a while, I started seeing numbers. All numbers were ending in 11. That's how it first started. I started all numbers ending in 11 were showing up around the clock. So what I did was, and this is how I really first got down the whole road to being Apostle Ron. Uh, which I don't usually, I don't use any of those those titles or anymore, but in the beginning, this is how it all manifested. I saw these numbers. I was raised Roman Catholic. I thought to myself, hmm, these mysterious numbers, maybe it's in that mysterious book that we never opened the Bible. So I started taking these numbers, and I actually went through the entire New Testament, and I pulled out all the scriptures that corresponded with the numbers that I was seeing. And then not really knowing what it was, I didn't know anything about metaphysics, law of attraction, or anything like that at that point, but they did have metaphysical meanings. But I just looked at it like, wow, I can't believe the Spirit is guiding me and showing me all these things about how to manifest things and how to, how to create things in our lives. And it, and it really looked totally different than I ever saw it before. I always looked at it as this book, woo, hops and angels and all kinds of stuff were going to come out of it. But now I was just looking at it like this was a recipe book. These were directions to tell you how to create the life that you desire, how to let go. How to manifest Matthew twenty one twenty two ask believing without a doubt which is knowing 
and acting as if, receiving right now. All these things that we're taught that have been so manipulated by mankind over the years were really the teachers, the great teachers, telling us how to create Eden on Earth. Instant manifestation. Yeah, it's wonderful the uh, the information that's uh, contained in the Bible, and uh, unfortunately, how some people go ahead and twist the meanings. Yeah, twisted, and people do not investigate. They take it as hearsay. You get one person teaching something that's wrong, and every all of a sudden, all these people believe this. Uh, uh, one of the perfect examples is in the first chapter of the Bible, Genesis, where it clearly states that we were not created in the physical image of God. We were created in the soul and spirit of I am that I am, which is an ever-changing being without definition. God's not the name of great spirit or what what have you. That is just what man put to it. They put a capital G because it was one God, and it was written in a times where there were many gods. That's all it is. It's a big misconception. There was no man. Woman was not meant to serve man, and man was not meant. It said, help mate. Helping each other, working with each other, not uh, helper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, you know, I felt the same way too. That uh, that's why with the church, you know, everyone's like, "Well, what is metaphysics?" And you know, they always get such a bad image of it. And I'm like, you know, the way I look at it, and the way my church teaches, is that back all those years ago, you know, we didn't have technology now to where we're one interconnected world. Mm-hmm. So God came down and spoke to each culture in a way that we would understand. Yeah. And with doing that, we created all these different religions. Yeah. Yep. And it's just yeah, you know all difference. the same meaning. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big difference between spirituality and religion. You know, faith. I usually say faith and religion because we have faith. Faith is a prerequisite of blessing. Religion is really men taking this faith and manipulating to serve their needs. That's the problem right there. But all these ancient teachings have a similar vein that runs through them. These ancient teachers were trying to show us this information that we had lost. Somehow, over thousands of years, we just lost this stuff. This yeah, we did. Unfortunately, yeah. now we're trying to get it back now, and that's the uh, that's it the hard is part. coming back, and the, the internet is helping, and shows like yours are helping, and it, it's opening up uh, a lot of doors and windows, and giving people this information, and that that's why I say it's so important to it's so important to support these shows either by uh, tweeting the links or uh, putting them on your Facebook page, or put, posting them on your blog, or sharing them with your emails, because this is helping mankind. We have to work together to get this information out. You can do it financially. Um, I mean, there is an expense to it, especially once you start getting to AM radio, although I'm starting to find out that that's not necessarily the case. Um, you know, if the show is really uh, good enough, has a strong enough following, really has some substance, and... Um, you get some good guests and you can actually go into syndication and, and certain stations will carry it. And that's already starting to happen for us, but you have to make the initial steps. So you have to believe and you have to have faith and you have to be able to, you know, take that leap. You know, I, I hate it in the tarot card deck, the, the uh, card that describes me best is the fool card. 
I just don't like that name fool, but it's really how I am. I, I, I really feel something. And then I'll just take that leap. And uh, many people say, Ron, you really got to look into it. You got to really do your homework and, 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 you know, learn more about what you're getting yourself into before you get yourself there. But I, I don't know. I'm on the fence there. I, I understand what they're saying, but I've gotten to this point not right now. Um, it gets scary at times, but, you know, something I think the best analogy to explain is the slingshot effect. We are the stone in the slingshot, and sometimes, you know, we have to pull that stone back and create tension in order to be able to propel that stone at leaps and bounds into our destiny. Yeah, it's uh, destiny's. Uh kind of interesting when we you know you have to take that leap of faith all the time yeah and, uh, faith is a prerequisite yep and uh you know spirit's always testing us and we you know uh, and i've learned you know i learned a long time ago but then you forget and but i'm just realizing in the past couple of years like you know got to take that leap of faith when you're being pulled for something you know don't be afraid yep. you know spirit will take care of you yeah I've seen people miss out on the opportunities time and again. I mean, you know, you ask, you believe, um, your the manifestation process goes into effect, but then these opportunities come, and fear comes in, and you don't take them. Yeah, I'm facing that right now because, um, you know, I've got the smaller church, and I realize, no, I need a bigger location. Mm-hmm. And and I looked, I said, oh, you know, just for the heck of it, I want to see what this one storefront uh, they're asking for and um, she went ahead and made me an offer and I said okay I can't refuse this but then it's like okay it's more money that I'm paying uh, you know and I keep getting you know build it and they'll come but the yeah. fear kicks in and you're like okay do I do this or what and I'm like you know I can't have the fear kick in because you know I know um, you know it's my destiny I have to have the leap of faith I haven't been steered wrong in the past yet but, you know, every once in a while it happens. And I think it's with the shift going into 2012 that so many people are going to, you know, have that fear. Um, and it's the yin-yang effect. It's like, you yeah. know, the negative and, uh, and light are uh, trying to battle each other. Mm-hmm. And that's when the fear comes in is to try to stop you from going ahead and moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I've had properties that I offered to churches. And said, pay what you can right now, and then, you know, as time goes on, you you, you know, you build up to it. And that, that fear just came in, and they didn't take the opportunity. I'm like, wow, I can't believe they didn't take that opportunity. And then I look back, and I look at that same church, and it's never grown. It's never grown. And the same people don't come. It's always about the same amount of people, but they don't keep the congregation. And I told them, it's all about building community. You have to have your own place. You have to have a place where people can go and they can meet. And if there's music, they can practice. And you can have your uh, workshops and things there. You know, yeah. you can't be spread out all over the place. You have to create a community first. And then as you create the community, the community will start to bring in more and more people. You have to be able to take that step. You have to move forward confidently. It's not enough to just ask for it and believe it's going to happen you have to act action is required and it takes that faith and it can't be fear and faith together 
Yeah, no, uh, you know, you have to go ahead and uh, do that. And like you said, you gave opportunities and they didn't grow. And, yeah. you know, I, I talked to the woman and I said, okay, what what would I need to move in? You know, I said, you know, this is good, you know, a good price for the rent. And she goes, mm-hmm. oh, the first month and uh, the same amount of money for your security deposit. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, I know I can get half of that together. So let me see what I can do on getting the rest of it. Yeah. So it's just, well, you got my number, call me. I said, all right. So I'm heading back to the car. She calls me over. She goes, Michael, come here for a second. I said, all right. She goes, just pay the security deposit. She goes, I'll give you the first month free. Uh-huh. There you go. So I'm like, okay. You don't you know, know how, what's going to materialize. Yeah. And and you have to think outside the box, too, because, you know, sometimes we have an incredible savings rather than an incredible income, but it's really the same thing on the balance sheet. If you're not paying for one thing, that's income. That's helping you to move forward and to do what you need to do. Many people miss that blessing. A lot of people only see things, the money coming in, the money coming in. But it's also looking at the money not going out. Like right there, you went from basically two months' rent to one month rent Yeah. to get into that property. That's the blessing right there. Yeah, And, and then uh, you have to continue. Yeah, and that's the scary part, though. It's like, okay, do I still go ahead and do it? And I'm like, no, that's that's the, uh, you know, the the, the pull and, and and everything else where you know you have to take the leap of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody told me once on this show. They said, you know, when you when you have that fear and you're scared to to move forward, that's usually the time when you're at the precipice. You know, where you really need to do that little nudge. That means you're on the right track. You just you just have to uh, go a little further. You know, everything is well within our reach. We may have to stretch a bit, but if we do, get up on our tiptoes and stretch out as far as we can. We can, we can, we can reach. It's always within our reach, but we have to try to stretch and reach. That's the thing. You know, I remember that story. We're talking about uh, some biblical scriptures, but that story of the uh, the Talents, the three servants and the talents, where one uh, took bears and they turned it into ten, and the next took bears and turned it into five, and and the other one took the master's talent and buried it in the ground and gave him exactly the same thing that he gave back. Perfect analogy about how things work. We have to show that we are willing to work with what we're given in order to be given more. And you've definitely been uh, been given a lot. How did you ever get started in the radio? You know, many times in life, we get a curveball. I had a retail store for 17 years. I uh, got into an investment property and uh, started buying properties, fixing them up and renting them out. Um, the economy turned in 2008. The stock market crashed. Real estate market crashed. I had a retail store that was high-end auto accessories. Nobody was buying that stuff anymore. I lost tenants. Um, Things were really getting bad. So I found myself after 17 years plus working for myself, looking for jobs. I was taking pretty much anything. I actually, uh, my initial uh, response was to work in some uh, Homes for Troubled Teens, which was a great experience. Then I worked in a recovery program for teens for a while. But the money really wasn't there to uh, pay the bills that uh, 
my wife and I had had, you know, from when I was uh, running a successful retail store and with the uh, rental income coming in. So uh, I finally said, you know, let me just volunteer at these places or stay on per diem, and I'll uh, take a job selling cars. Imagine that. I took a job selling automobiles. And um, I learned a lot there, too, about sales and marketing, and I was able to use it as an experiment to apply metaphysics and the law of attraction principles to sales, which was phenomenal. Um, really very successful at, at it, but there was there was some things that were just not copacetic for me. I just couldn't deal with some things I was being asked to do towards the end there. Um, I knew it was time for me to leave. Um, one day I just happened to come across a uh, thing, I think it was on Facebook, and I ended up connecting with this woman, Deborah Bouvet of uh, Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, and I was talking to her, and she invited me to do a show, and um, I really didn't know what my show was going to be about. I didn't really have a name for it. I did have my book, Being, out already, and uh, decided to go with that. I was in the radio station. They started counting down, five, four, three, two, one, and next thing you know it, I'm, I'm on air. Um, in Boston, it was AM 1510, Revolution Boston. I actually started on AM radio before I went to the Internet. But I took that leap of faith. I was asked. I didn't know where the money was going to come from to do this. Uh, I didn't have a background in it. Although I'm a communications major, I really did nothing with radio, but I just felt I had to do it. And once I did it, let me tell you something. I felt like, wow, i got to do this again. And I said, i got to do this for the rest of my life. And if I'm going to do this and do it well and I'm going to do it for the rest of my life, then I better do it every day. And then suddenly I heard about blog talk radio. And at that time, they had an hour program. I think it was free at that. Yeah, I know it was free that time. Um, yep. Seven days a week, you could do an hour a day. And um, I started doing that every day in conjunction with the AM 1510 Revolution Boston show. And uh, then it got to the point where they turned it to uh, two hours a day, and you had to pay for it. Because um, my, my uh, listeners and the people in the switchboard and all the things that I needed to run my show just didn't uh, fit into that half-hour thing that they went down to. I know. So uh, I, had, I had to bite the bullet on that one, and uh, money well spent. And um, one day, one of my spirit guides came to me and showed me a, uh artist sketch pad, and it had a couple of shapes on it. I didn't know what the shapes were. I, I, it didn't really make any sense to me. But I got a message that I needed to find a radio station, and I needed to be on during the day, five days a week. Um, and that's the way I would really be able to reach people. So I called around, and every station up to the last one said, no, we don't have any time slots. They were giving me weekend spots, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night on the weekend. I was like, that's just not going to work. People just aren't listening to AM radio at that time of the night. Internet's different, but broadcast radio, you're just you know throwing your money away. So um, everybody told me no. Friday I talked to the last station. They said no. Monday came, that last station called me up, and they said, Ron, you're not going to believe it. We just had a spot open up, 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. I said, 11 a.m., that's my magic number, 11. I'm going to go for it. Uh, about a day went by, day and a half. I said, well, I'm going to stop promoting this. So I went to their website, 
and uh, started looking for their logos, and I found their logos, and wouldn't you know it, the guide actually drew out the two logos that were behind the WNRI 1380 AM fonts on their uh, logo for the radio station. Cool. So the guide actually was shown, that, and that was just a verification at that point that I was making the right move. And honestly, I don't even know how I've done it so far. I don't know how I've done it. I've come up with $385 a week every week to put this show on the air out of my pocket. I do get some donations, not many. I do get uh, some money from advertisers, but that's a few and far between. But for the most part, I've been paying for it out of my pocket. And I've been doing radio broadcast for over a year now. I started August 3rd, 2010. I don't know how I've done it. Yeah, it's it's amazing how spirit goes ahead and and um, and helps keep you going for it. I mean, I actually went up to the premiere hosting for the two fifty a month on Blog Talk. Uh huh. And uh, you know, and that was you know, and I did, like you, you know, just wondering how am I going to get money and uh, you know between the websites and everything else. And spirit managed to keep getting the money coming in, and then they told me it's like, nope, step down. You don't need to do the uh, the premiere. You've got other bigger things coming yeah and you know and then you know i was wondering i'm like uh you know kept getting them you know the same thing you know i was like okay do i need to build a church do i do i not and all of a sudden within a month every time i had a booth at a flea market where i did a metaphysical shop there and all these people mm-hmm. are coming in one after another do you know where there's a metaphysical church do you know where there's a church around see? see that's what i mean and so I was like, okay, well, you know, sign up for the newsletter. I'll let you know. And an, an opportunity came up, and I said, just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And, you know, and I was worried. It's like, okay, you know, how am I going to get the money for this? Uh, and, you know, I put it out there, and, you know, I had someone make a donation to help uh, with the with the deposits, uh, got all the licensing, and then I told someone, uh-huh. well, I still need to come up with this for insurance. So I go, don't worry, here you go. Yeah. I said, well, I've got no furniture. They're going to have to sit on the floor. This woman yeah. came in. She's like, Here's a whole bunch of brand new, uh, you know, padded folding chairs. She went to Walmart, bought like um, ten of them, and she's like, you know, you have these. She goes, and then she came in another day. She goes, well, you have to find someone who can play the uh, play the electronic uh, electric organ, uh-huh. and she donated the organs because you need an organ to have a church. Yeah, and you know, and it's just amazing how spirit brings everyone around to uh, to help you out. You just have to be aware of the signs that they're showing you. Yeah, and you have to take that first step. And being aware of those signs all comes from being in the present. You can't be wallowing about the past and your past decisions and trying to justify them and rework them. It's gone. That's just an illusion. And then you're worrying about the future. Oh, well, how's this going to happen? How's that? That's what was happening with that church that I told you about. There were a whole bunch of naysayers. Well, you know, aren't you growing a little too fast? What's too fast for great spirit? What's too fast for God? What's too fast for the universe? Nothing. No. You set the intention. You have a group of people that have a similar intention. You're all putting out that energy at the same time. Now you're getting your prayers answered. You're being blessed, but you're not accepting the blessing. You're scared. You're fearing. You're slowing things down. And let me tell you something. I went to that church about two weeks ago. And I was promoting them a lot on the show. But when I went there, I said, you know, I can't even in good conscience entice anybody to come to this place. Spirit is dead there. 
Yeah, and, uh, you just got to take that leap of faith. And uh, like I said, I literally, the the church part that we opened up, literally opened it up and had the service. My first service was October 2nd. Mm-hmm. So we've only been open two weeks, and I'm already moving to another location. There you go. That's a sign right there. You know you're on the right path. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Because yeah. it'll all be very easy. It'll all start working together. But there has to be someone like you that believes, has faith, and is willing to move forward. And then everyone else around you will follow suit. Now, on the other side of the coin, there's the church that I talked about. And what happened was the congregation was leading the leadership. And the leadership was following the congregation. And the congregation was scared. And then the leadership would back down and not move forward. They had so much potential. I saw it. When I first talked to the woman who's the pastor of that church, I could see that it was going to be one of the biggest churches in Rhode Island. But they backed down. And then guess what? Another one that happens to be in West Warwick is growing unbelievably. Leaps and bounds. You can barely get in to get a seat at that church. Wow. I guess I need to go back to, uh, to Rhode Island and pay a visit. You, you probably need to. Uh, I've got family up there. They're like, you know, it's like, we miss you. When are you coming back? It's like, well, I don't know. I go with yeah, the spirit yeah. leading me, you know. And right now I've got a lot going on here. And, uh, you know, and I'm setting up the church to where I can go ahead and leave and go traveling uh-huh. and do other things. And um, Yeah, that's what, that's what you want. You want to have – you need to have that freedom, and you need to get out there. And it's great to have the church thing, but you are here to get out and teach a lot of different people. That's why you're on the radio, too. It's yeah. to – Extent, that's the extent of the reach. You have a lot of things that you are here to share with other people that go back from past lives. Lifetime upon lifetime has brought you to this point right now, and you are being used by spirit to guide people into this great awakening. Yeah, and, and it's because uh, I've been doing blog talk now for hmm, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've seen the changes that go on, and, and I've learned some uh, valuable lessons. And, you know, I love doing it, but supposedly from what I've been told, I never did a past life regression, but I've had uh-huh. other people who picked up and they said, I'm an unusual soul in the fact that every single one of my past lives, uh-huh. I've been a minister. I didn't know that either. It was really strange the way this whole minister thing came to me because I had no intention of ever doing it. I've always been in a position where I was teaching and I always say that, you know, I teach rather than preach, and people that have uh, uh, reviewed my book say the same thing. There's no preaching in my book. It's all teaching from the heart. But, uh, yeah, same thing with me. Come to find out I have been a pastor or a reverend or, or whatnot in my past lives. Medium Sherry Hobson, we usually have her on every other Friday. This week's Darshini. Next week she'll be on. But I'm telling you, call and connect with her. It's amazing. I'll definitely have to tune. Uh, definitely have to tune in and listen in and all. And um, speaking of being amazing and helping people with questions, you want to take a few calls? Sure. All right. Then we'll go ahead and, and find out more about you too. All right. Area code nine one eight. You're on the air. Nine one eight. I'm right here. I'm sorry. I had Hello. it on speaker. I had it on hey, speaker. 918. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Got you. Can you hear yeah, me now? I can hear you. Oh, we can hear you now. I had Sounds it on like a Verizon commercial. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah. What's your name? I can hear you. My name is Angela, and it's my Angela. birthday today. Happy birthday, oh, Angela. 
Thank Happy you. Happy birthday, Angela. My daughter just got her driver's license today, and her birthday is uh, Thursday. Actually, oh the same birthday as my grandfather. What's the mm, chances of that? Good. And my well, grandfather I think that happens is more often my, uh, one of my spirit guides, one of my closest guides. Well, happy birthday so what do you to want your for your daughter birthday? early. What do I want for my birthday? Thanks. Yeah. Is that what you asked me? Yep. Hmm. So like I'm at a beauty pageant. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think I just want a completely different switch. I want to live somewhere else. I, I want to try something mm-hmm. different in life, a transition time, and which I think yeah, I'm in the yeah. middle. I just decided I wanted it now. Since I'm in the yep. middle of it, I might as well want it. So <laughs> You are very close, I'll tell you that. Um, it's funny because the spirit guides are telling me to tell you to ask for what you want. Have courage and ask for what you want. Hmm. Um, also that you are provided for in all ways. So abundance now, I think is, that is very true. That is so true. Yeah. Even before you I know are, I have a need. It's provided a for, it's for abundance. Um, <laughs> there are a few things that you have to really look into that are, are blocking some of that flow. But okay. you're working on them, and uh, through your experiences, um, you're going to be able to peel those things away. And uh, I think that's what you're going to be going through probably the next month or so. Well, and I had a miscarriage really about a week ago today. I had a miscarriage, and... I've been very tired, and before that, I was always in this fog, and it's hard to mm-hmm. stay in the here and now, if that makes sense to you. So, if that yeah, makes sense to you. Um, we all go through that. We all have time, and then sometimes it's, it, it's a, a matter of being kind of wherever you are at that time, and then kind of go for a walk, get out in nature, get grounded. Um, mm-hmm. I actually did it today. I went for a walk, and I would just stop, and I would just stare at a tree and just notice everything about that tree, the bark, the leaves, the branches. Um, I would just look at the flowers on the side of the road and just notice the, you know, the orange dot in the middle of it. And then the color, you know what I mean? I just really needed to do that because I've been feeling kind of, I'm born in October too. My birthday was October 4th. And I think that, thank you. I think we're all going through that kind of a thing right now. You know, where we're neither here nor there, and we're kind of, we're, we're on the track, but we're at a point where we're, we're really having to be patient, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't mind being uh, patient. That's not a problem. It's just understanding the whole scheme of things. Like, I used to do readings mm-hmm. myself, and, you know, I feel really drawn back to that world, and that world I ran away from. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, also... I want you to make sure that you have a strategy. I'm not a strong believer in backup plans, but I always feel like backup plans are like kind of planning to fail, but I'm getting a strong message of having a backup plan for you. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't want to do it as a profession, but just, you know, giving to others. I'm very into Mm -hmm. that. I mean, I give away thousands of books every month. I, you know, and I have a very limited income, mind you, but, I think mm-hmm. we're capable of so much more than what we do. If people would just stop complaining and just use their energy, like you were talking about the tree, you know, connecting yeah. with that energy. And, you know, it's, I know it sounds really simple, but it's the key to everything. 
Your desired outcome will occur in the very near future. Have patience and faith, and don't try to force it to happen. I just decided to uh, go into the uh, Doreen verse virtue messages from your angels card, and that that was the card that I pulled for you. That's interesting. When's your birthday? It's today. All right. Well, at so 954. Uh, what was 68, that? 68, and it was at 954. 1968. All right, let's uh, check your numerology and see what's going on there. I loved what you were doing. I might even be able to give you your lucky number, too. <laughs> what was that, Angela? I just laughed. It just made me happy, yeah. Right. And Michael, you are so wonderful. I just have to tell you. Well, thank you, dear. Mm. Okay. Okay, you are a seven life path. Mm-hmm. You are the searcher and the seeker of truth. You have a clear and compelling sense of yourself as a spiritual being. As a result, your life path is devoted to investigations into the unknown and finding the answers to the mysteries of life. That sounds just like you. Mm-hmm. My older daughter, I, her middle name's Ananda, which means the mm-hmm. joy in existence without which the universe would fall apart and collapse. You know, I really like that thought, that mm-hmm. reality. And your lucky number is one. Mm. So keep that in mind. That's your lucky number. Lucky number is one. Mhm. I I do have one serious question though. I, I'm wanting right. to move. I'm wanting to move to a location. I'm not for sure how that comes about, but I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Where do you see me moving to? I mean, time really doesn't matter that much to me. I don't know where you are right now, but I, I'm hearing southern in a warmer climate. I'm in Oklahoma. All right. I was hoping to move to Virginia or New York. I want to uh-huh. buy some land in Virginia. My family used to live there. They were one of the first families of Virginia. And we had lived next door to Thomas Jefferson when he was growing up. And I want to buy that land. Like I mean, I have this big desire. Even if it's mm-hmm. just a few acres, I want to own that land again that we used to have. You know, I uh, came across properties, and um, I really didn't even look into if I was financially able to get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the properties that I really loved um, was on a uh, pond, uh, not far from where I live now, and I still own the property, although I haven't been able to really do with it what I wanted to do with it. I really wanted to create a retreat there. It had a nice stream going through the middle of it. It was on a, a 94-acre pond. It had like a wooded area. Um, it was in a real, It's in a really quaint community. Um, but when I first saw it, you know what I did? I went there. Every day. Mm-hmm. I actually would park at the, uh, there were a series of condominiums down the road from it, and I would go to the back of that. They were on the water. Park my car, and I would walk along the uh, shoreline and just walk back and forth. And I, after a while, I guess, what worked for me was I just felt like it was mine. I went there every day. Mm-hmm. I, had, I would leave my office at my lunch break, and I would just go there and walk around. And then sooner or later, whatever needed to happen to facilitate my buying that property, I bought mm-hmm. that property, and I still own it today. But 
that was it. It was that acting as if, as I walked around on it and I stood on it and, you know, I had a canoe and sometimes I would take the canoe over there and just like paddle around the lake or I would take my kids there. And, you know, I, I, I was like, I was acting like it was really my property. You know, I mean, the, the back of the property where the water was was so far from the, the buildings that were on there. There was actually two buildings on there. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it, it really is a matter of manifesting. You know, I, I, I always say this to people on the show that psychic forecasting really is just reading the current flow of energy. And that's what spirit is doing. They're giving us these messages. That's why nothing's written in stone. You can change. Yeah, you can change anything in a moment just by changing the way you think about something. Well, Um, I think projection is very important. Yeah. It's very, very important. You can really, we are in charge. You know, so a lot of people ask about um, is there uh, destiny or free will? And the answer is yes. There is. You can either walk towards your destiny or you can walk away from it. It's up to you. If you don't like the way something... That's why I, I love psychics, though, because they will give you a gauge on what direction you're going. And then it's up to you to really say, is that really what I want to happen? And what am I doing that's contributing to that result? And what can I do? What can I think mm-hmm. to change that result? How can I formulate affirmations to suit what I want? How can I visualize the life that I want to live? You know, how can I wake up every day with gratitude and add power to it and really get that energy that up there so, so I'm able to feel gratitude. Gratitude oh, is so, so many people forget. Key. And they people don't realize that forgiveness is one of the biggest powers you can possess. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, granting mercy, especially to yourself. Was the turning point in my life when I reached the point of immediate forgiveness? Oh. Incredible things started happening. Communication mm-hmm. was unbelievable through signs and being put in the right place at the right time and then abundance started coming mm-hmm. in because you relieve yourself of all that garbage, all that sludge, all that junk that does you no good. It's all negative mm-hmm. stuff. You can't have it. Well, I mean, I and like looking at David, you know, the, the figure in the Bible and Goliath, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't just walk and confront his problem. He ran to Goliath. He ran mm-hmm. to him. And that's always struck a chord in me, you know, to tackle everything with gusto and and pure energy. I, I look at that character of David, whether you choose to believe he existed or not, as a man of pure energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's one person that really manifested what was inside him, which was pure and good. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, he was human. He was human. So, and there you go, yeah. that excitement factor. When we yeah. really get excited about it, and that's where we're at when we say as if. When we say act as if, act as if we're feeling the emotions associated with that thing, that thing that we want. We have to act as we already have it. Jump up and down. Mm-hmm. Be happy. Be excited. You know, it's a shame because in society they taught us not to get our hopes up. We'll get disappointed. But you know what? I say get your hopes up and keep them up as high as you can. That's how you create mm-hmm. the life that you want. So you do see a move, though, at one point, so. I see a move for myself, too. I don't know when it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I've got Maybe you'll go to Seattle. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to Tampa. Oh, you're always welcome down here. And, yeah, I'll move back to Rhode Island. You can move down here. I Where's just got here? back from Florida. I had a great time. I really enjoyed the energy there. 
It's just something about it. Well, if I have my family down there, too, and when I'm around my family, it just feels really good. Well, I haven't been to Florida in a long time. I helped with relief work before Hurricane Andrew. Remember that, that bad hurricane? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I quit my job, resigned from I was on the board of directors at an insurance company. I was corporate secretary. My name was on the stock. And I decided to resign from my positions, and I took a flight down to See, Miami. That's why you've got good things coming to you now. But, I mean, it was one of the best things I ever did. Yep. One of the yeah. best things. I ran Sometimes you have to let go of those things that we think are so important. And in reality, mm-hmm. they're really not important at all. And there's no guarantee that they'll be there tomorrow. How many companies folded up during the stock market? I, I came into this conversation a little late. What is your name, sir? Because I really don't know. My name, name is Ron Ash. Ron Ash. Yes, that's right. And you do readings or what? You know, I do do readings, but I don't really do it as, more um, than you know, that. psychic Ron or medium Ron or anything like that. I, I, I'm a teacher. I channel a lot of stuff that's in my books. I wrote four books so far that are published, and it's all really the guides channeling information to me. And the universe giving me these experiences to really back up those things, to back up those teachings, to really see that this is how it works. Are you more like an intuitive life coach then? Um, I do some of that. I don't like I don't like any of those kind of labels and things though. As far as a life coach, what is that anyway? You know what I mean? When you really think about it, who was the first one to said, "Okay, I'm gonna be, I'm a life coach." The one who guides another person, basically, is the way I yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yep. yes, you know? very, very true, very. You're true. a guide in human but, uh, form, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you, dear, for calling in, and I hope you have yourself a wonderful birthday. Oh, thank you, Michael. Do you have any say anything for yeah. me, real quick, Michael? It's my birthday. I wouldn't ask. No, I know. No, I was getting the same thing that Ron uh, Ron was picking up too. So you got a lot of good opportunities coming up for you. Just be open for those changes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and honor your soul's purpose. You are a healer. It's coming through very strong. Well, thank you. That means a lot to me because I I don't see myself that way. That's a good thing to hear. Yeah. I really so. accept that. Well, mm-hmm. I know you got a ton of callers probably because I've been listening for a while. And okay, dear. Well, we'll so, talk to you again hmm. real soon. Okay, Michael, you guys take care, and thank you so much, Ron. You're welcome. Go ahead and put my... Oop. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've we've changed our format a little bit on there, and some people I'm getting bombarded with private messages, because what we do is we give one free question, and then if they yeah. want to go ahead and ask another one, uh, they need to go ahead and go to the website, bethelightchapel.com, and click on the Donate button, and we okay. ask for a love donation of at least $5. And people are like, well, yeah. she asked a few questions. I said, I know, it's her birthday, so, you know, let let that slide. It was a happy <laughs> birthday present. You know, let her ask a couple of questions. And, um, you know, because it's your birthday, you got to get a little treat for your birthday. So that was, you know, the way of giving back a little bit. But, um, yeah, if anyone's listening in and they're in the queue and they want to ask more than one question, just go to BeTheLightChapel.com. Uh, in the lower left-hand corner, you'll see Donate. Click on there. I got my email program open. Just put in the uh, comment section on PayPal. Your area code and phone number, so when I see you in the queue, I know where you're at. So, and, right. and that helps. That usually helps to keep the flow of the show going, too. So. All right. Awesome, Michael. I'm not going to be able to hang on, um, 
but I really appreciate you having me on today. It's been a pleasure, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get to talk with you again real soon. Yeah, and uh, we will be live tomorrow. We're uh, live uh, 10 a.m. till noon Eastern Time on WNRI, 1380 a.m., WNRI.com, and we simulcast from Blog Talk Radio. So uh, the website's beingwithronash.com. You can check out all of my books there and um, learn about when we're on the air, and we'd like to hear from you. And thanks again. You're very welcome. We'll talk to you again real soon, Ron. You got it. Have a good night. You too. Oh, we're going to take a short little break, everyone. Don't forget, check out the website, uh, com. You can find out uh, about upcoming guests on there as well. Um, lots of great changes coming in store. Uh, I'll be back. I'll take some calls in just a few moments. And uh, don't forget, if you want to ask more than one question, we ask for a $5 love donation. Go to BeTheLikeChapel.com and click on Donate. And we'll be able to go ahead and uh, get you on air. And don't forget, uh, check out Ron. It's being, beingwithronash.com. And uh, tell him, you know, you appreciate him being on the show. And uh, we turned the tables on him a little bit and got him to get on the air and uh, do a little reading here and, and help us out a bit. So we'll be right back in just a moment. It doesn't matter if you love him. Or capital H I N M M M M. Just put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I was young. We're all on superstars. She rolled my hair, put my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are. She said, cause you made your perfect day. So hold on.
be a drag, just be a queen. Whether you're broke or evergreen, your black, white face, your legend, your Lebanese, your Orient. Whether like disabilities left you outcast for niggerties, rejoice and love yourself today. Cause baby, you were born. No
told you, I warned you I'd be back, you know, I had to play a song, take a break, you know, it's been kind of crazy, so, uh, you know, uh, we always learn to go with the flow of things, and like I said, you know, most of you have heard throughout the times that when tropical systems and storms are close by, it kind of throws me for a loop, and that's why, you know, Ron had to go ahead and um, and leave um, early. So we've got someone else who's going to come in and help out with taking your questions. Now, like I said before, it's one question for free. Everyone, you know, everyone gets a free question. There's no cutting in line or anything else like that. But if you're like, well, I got two questions, well, click on go to be the light uh, radio, be the light Click on the donate button and make a five dollar love donation, and you can ask your two or three questions. We're going to do it at that for now. Uh, that makes change where it's like five dollars each question, but we don't know. You know we'll, we'll we'll work on that. It's a work in progress, as Spirit said, but um, that helps to keep the shows flowing with the callers, and also helps be able to keep us on the air. And uh, for the last couple of nights, it's been working out. But uh, yeah, tonight I was, it threw me for a loop because of that. And then um, you know, if anyone can please also send out uh, prayers to Louie and to his mom. Um, they think that she has what they call Louie, L-E-W-Y, body dementia. So and it's a quick onset. Um, so and, and in Louie's condition, he's not able to go up there and see her right now. And she's been like a second mom to me since my mom passed away 10 years ago. And she's 91 years old. And um, so we're asking for, for prayers for her to, uh, to help out uh, with the situation and all. So it's been kind of a... A crazy day for me down here as well. But we're going to get some help here. Anyways, I think I need to bring my assistant on the air because, you know, what they say about an assistant. First three letters. Anyways, got to bring her on here. Hello, dear. Hi, how are you? Doing okay. I, I also want to thank everyone for being patient with us and for, you know, helping out and staying in, in the room and, you know, keeping attention. But I want to tell them, that this reader that has come on is incredible and so gracious and so generous for on the spot to help us out in this emergency. And so I want everyone to give her the utmost respect and courtesy and thankfulness for doing it for us. Um, her name is Stardub, and she is just incredible. But I also want everyone to keep Michael and Louie in their prayers and Louie's mother who's also not well, please keep them all in your prayers. And Anari, who is also, you know, not in remission anymore. And we do have great news. Um, our sick uh, uh, Sharon Poog, um today was, you know, um, tested and picked to be in the group of America's Best Psychic. She was proven to be one of the top psychics in this country and we have her on um, every other week, and she'll be on this Monday. And please stay tuned. Please have your people, you know, um, come and visit us, call in, ask questions, donate. Please donate to help keep the show going. And I'm going to turn it back over to you, Michael. I'm uh, okay. not feeling too well myself. No, no, we got to send out yeah. some healing and all for you as well. Oh, thank you. And yes, Sharon's one of our sponsors as well, so you can visit uh, visit her on her website and or on Facebook and, and let her know that you appreciate her uh, sponsoring us. 
And um, she's looking forward to coming back on. She may even be uh, listening in. She told me she's going to listen in. So she may be one of the guests that are in the chat room. She's listening into the show. I'll probably get a private message later on from her. But, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, let her know that you appreciate the support and visit her. And it's going to be an interesting show when she's on. I remember, she is on at 8 p.m. Eastern time. She's the earlier show. This way here, she can go ahead and get to bed early and get her beauty sleep. We all need our beauty sleep. Unfortunately, you know, I just take mine later. But anyways, let me go ahead and pull up into the queue here. If you can go ahead and mute me, Michael, that would be great. Okay, we'll go ahead and mute you, dear. We'll talk to you a little bit. Okay. Okay, if I can get this to work right there. There we go. Hello, Stardove. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. (laughs) Kind of unexpected, but I guess that's how life is sometimes. Oh, that's always good when uh, the unexpected happens. Exactly. <laughs> we uh, learn from those experiences. Yes. So I understand you've got some new cards you've been working with. Well, actually, actually, the I normally work with the medicine cards, and my old deck is so worn out and it's hiding from me. I have, I, I don't know. I think I put, I might have packed it for a trip, and it's in a book bag somewhere. Uh, but what I'd said was I have these inner uh, wisdom cards, which really won't take a lot of energy, uh, and I've got those I can shuffle in front of me. I, I brought in about 12 decks, but my my favorite's gone missing in action, so uh, we'll just do intuitive and see what comes through. Cool. Yeah, I know. I hate when they go missing on you. I've got crystals that do that. They'll vanish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems like spirit likes to take things away. Uh, I think they called that a death port, and then when they appear, things appear, it's an apport. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, that happens around our house a lot. Yeah, and I've had cards vanish too, and I've, I've, I keep adding to my collection as well. Exactly. I think we all kind of get a favorite, and and I actually have a brand-new deck of animal cards, or, or the medicine cards, but they're so stiff, uh you know, I just uh, I haven't gotten comfortable with them. They've added new animals too that I'm not real familiar with. Uh, what they're you know what the animals are saying in those cards. Cool. Yeah, I just got two decks um, uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, from, both from Doreen Virtue, the uh, Life Purpose Oracle and the uh, Magical Messages from the Fairies. Okay. Yeah, I've got I brought in her uh, Archangel My- Raphael healing deck here. <laughs> If someone wants one of those. So, so uh, do you want to let someone sure. own? Or, uh, before we do that, let me just say a little quick prayer that uh, we're all surrounded in the light and that we'll all come away from this show and this experience as good or better than we are right at this moment and say thank you, great mystery, i.e. God. Okay, thanks. Thank you. You're very welcome. Oh, sure. We'll go ahead. We'll, uh, how do you want to do this? Do they want to – you going to say what decks you have and they can choose? Or well, choose? right now I've got these uh, inner wisdom cards. So, and like I said, it's a real simple – there's like two messages on the cards. I can just like show, you know, feel around the card, pull one, and then see what uh, reading comes through for them. Okay. Go ahead. We'll take I wasn't okay. really prepared to do this tonight. <laughs> I know. Thank you. So much for helping out. You're uh, not a problem. We'll take area code 229. You're on the air. 
Hi, thanks for taking my call. How can we help you? Yes, uh, I just uh, want to ask a question about, um, my name is Melvin. I'm calling out of Georgia. And uh, I just wanted to ask about uh, a job, my job uh, situation. Uh, we are having this uh, big banquet next week. And uh, I work at a mental hospital. And um, I deal with a lot of clients and uh, mental illness uh, clients. And uh, we're having this HST award ceremony, and uh, the nurses vote, uh, do the voting, uh, along with the uh, supervisors as well. And uh, the last two years, I was I was told that I w was going to win it, but I did not. They changed up. And um, I just want to know, will I win it this year? Are they going to uh, come up with some other story again? Uh <laughs> And what was your name again? Melvin? Melvin. Melvin. Yes, Hi, Melvin. This is Stardove. Hi, and uh, the first thing I want to say is, you know, there's always free will changes situations. But uh, if it's okay with you, I'm going to pull a card. And on one side it says, create my reality within my thoughts. And then the other side says, you you create thoughts your thoughts create your intention, and your intention creates your reality. And so what I have to say about that is, is this, you put forth the thought, thank you that I have won this award in a present tense. You know, not I want to win it, but thank you that I have won. Thank you that I am a winner. And you put forth that energy and keep focused on the thought of winning, that that's that you will manifest that in your life. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I understand. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, basically, uh, you know, it's like whatever we put out there, uh, it comes back to us. And a lot of times people, and it's interesting you're in mental health. I've retired from the mental health, mental retardation myself. and. Oh, okay. uh yeah, I'm an officer in Depression Bipolar Support Alliance uh, in, in our local chapter, and I've been on the state level. And so I've been involved with mental health now for over a decade. And it's, you know, and bless you for working, you know, with that community. It's not an easy uh, community to always work with. No, it's not. <laughs> but I love no. it, yes. Well, that's good. And, uh, yeah, I would say just, you know, keep your focus on, you know, being positive and about, you know, this award you would like to win and, you know, give gratitude in advance. And it, and basically, you know, keep your thoughts on what you want to create in life, be it this award or health or healing. You know, it, it goes for all things. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, and I'm just going to say good luck with that because I think you, I think you can pull it off. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, Melvin. Thank you. Uh, bye bye. Thanks for taking the call. All right. Bye bye. So I'm also being told that uh, let me scroll this back up here in the chat room here. Next Thursday, you're going to be our guest with us. That's what uh, Miss Chips was saying. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, I told her I would put that on my calendar. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun, I'm sure. I hope so. Oh, yeah. I like having fun. 
Oh yeah, we always have fun on the show. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Go ahead, see what we can do for area code nine one three. You're on the air. Hi, how you doing tonight? Very good. And yourself? Oh, not too bad. Can't complain. I'm breathing and blessed, so <laughs> um, my name is Sarah. And I was wondering I'm currently going through um, a process of getting to know you sort of process, trying to get involved with an organization at my school, but it's getting kind of stressful, and I have to wait to be accepted, and I was wondering if it's even worth it at this point, so my question is, I'm not sure if I should ask more, is it worth it, or am I going to make it, or just a general reading situation, if you can? Okay. Well, Sarah, did you just hear what Melvin's reading was? Um, no, you, I didn't. Were you listening? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let me pull it hard for you. I'm Stardove, and Michael's our host. Um, what comes mm-hmm. up for you is meditation gives you the opportunity to come to know your invisible self. It shatters the illusion okay. of your separateness. I meditate every day to nurture my soul. So with that, I would ask, do you take quiet time and meditate? Um, I try to. Okay. And do you realize, you know, you can do like a walking meditation? I know a lot of people believe that to meditate they're going to have to, like, go to a quiet space or turn on some, you know, very mellow music and, you know, set their thoughts aside, which is part of the meditation but you know you can also go outside and take a walk in nature and that's also a form of meditation you know there's there's no set rule that you know you have to meditate this way you have to be in this position and you know do these certain things you know for me uh going out in nature and walking can be just as meditative as uh sitting in um you know doing that type thing but um As far as uh, this uh, situation that you're you're wondering about, mm-hmm. you know, my my feelings are, you know, don't stress out over it because if you're stressing out over it, that's where you're putting your focus. You're putting your focus on. To me, I'm translating stress as worry. Is that correct? Um. Yes and no. It's that worry is part of it for sure. Worry is part of it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, see, worry is like the the rabbit in the cards that I, I usually work with. The rabbit would come up for you. And the story with the rabbit is is that it's out in the woods and it's so afraid and so worried that the coyote is going to come along or the wolf's going to come along and eat it. And so what the, what the rabbit does in its fear is begins to call out and make rabbit noises. And so what that does, it attracts the attention of the predators that want to eat the rabbit. So sure enough, the rabbit's sitting there worried about getting eaten up. And guess what? Coyote comes along and gets the rabbit. And so with with us human beings, it's the same way. When we worry about something, that's what our focus is on. It's about, you know, I'm worrying about this or that. And we're actually, by worrying, we're calling those things to us. And so we have to 
actually, you know, mentally just put up a stop sign when we catch ourselves. And, you know, as human beings, we all can find ourselves in a spot of worry. But, you know, if we just put up that mental stop sign and go, no, I will not allow these worrisome thoughts to come through and turn those thoughts around and think what it is that we want to manifest. And in that manner, you will call those things to you. And so don't be the rabbit. Go out there and uh, be all that you want to be because, you you know, you are. Okay. Okay? All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you for yes. coming. Yeah. And uh, you just go and have a great week. And like I say, just uh, don't stress over it. Don't worry over it. Just know that uh, everything is in divine order, and uh, whatever is for your highest and best, that's always a good uh, prayer or affirmation. Thank you for what is highest and best for me. And uh, no matter what the outcome, if you concentrate on what's highest and best for you, then that will also manifest, okay? Okay. All right, thank you so much. Yes, Sarah. Uh, be blessed. Sarah means princess. I also have a Sarah, and uh, the name means be a princess. So you go out there and be a princess in the world. All right. Thank you. I think I called my father and named me the princess. My father and my mother. But thank you, and um, you have a great weekend. Oh, thanks. Bye bye. Have a good night. Bye bye. Uh, okay, I think I knew who that was. And that's why I'm getting a private message. It's like, my daughter. My, it's like, okay, that was Chip's uh, daughter. Oh, Chip's daughter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, she's sweet. She likes to call in every once in a while and get a reading as well. It's like, okay, not a problem. Okay, well, I hope I hope that helped her. <laughs> oh, yeah. So how long have you been uh, reading with the cards? Uh, I started this adventure back in the... Uh, I even said in chat, I think, you know, I started opening up in the, like in 1977. Uh, my, my first husband was killed in an accident, and I knew it and for two hours before the police ever came. And uh, that was kind of a, a turning, like uh, Ron was talking about, you know, a turning point in my life and opening up to the spiritual realm that... Uh, I wasn't raised up in, being down here in the Bible Belt. And uh, then in the 80s, I started taking classes with metaphysical teachers in the area. And uh, because of those metaphysical teachers, I ended up going to seminary at Camp Chesterfield in Indiana, which is very much like Lilydale. A lot of people know about Lilydale. Are you familiar with that, Michael? Yeah. Lilydale is beautiful energy. Right, and so is Camp Chesterfield. It's just not as well known. I don't believe it's as well known, but anyway, it's a spiritualist uh, seminary encampment, and uh, like I say, very much like Lilydale, but it's in Indiana. It's north of uh, Indianapolis, and so I've also gone there for studies. And uh, like I say, you know, just uh, over 20 years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's see. Through the 80s, the 90s, (laughs) I'm giving away my age. Uh, So a lot of years. Oh, that's good. Good. Uh, 
So is it just with the cards that you read, or uh, you have other abilities? Uh, well, I'm also a Reiki master, and uh, in some of those first metaphysical classes I took, you know, we had like hands-on healing, just, you know, like simply laying on of hands, nothing to do with Reiki symbols or anything like that. And uh, so that's basically, you know, how I began with healing. And uh, interestingly enough, you know, as a new student, you know, you're all excited. And I came home from a healing class, and my husband wasn't feeling well because I did remarry. And uh, he was having some stomach issues, and I just, okay, let me get in there. And I did. And before I knew it, he was feeling great, and I was had my head in the toilet, and I was throwing up because I didn't know about protection. <laughs> and uh, I just, like, took on his stomach issues. And uh, so I had to learn that, you know, the hard way. And uh, so that's one thing, you know, as healers, we have to protect ourselves before we ever lay hands on anyone. And the prayer I started out with is is an example of uh, what I I would do before, you know, I did hands-on or Reiki or anything with an individual would be to say a prayer for my protection that, you know, I would be placed in the light and come away from that healing as good or better than I am when I start. And actually I was taught that that's one of God's laws is to, you know, pray that, you know, for your protection and then the second law of healing I was taught is to place that healing in God's hands and pray that God's will, not mine, be done. And, you know, what I know uh, through life, you know, sometimes healing manifests as death. And uh, sometimes that can be the ultimate healer is, uh, you know, people will you know, leave their physical bodies and go on to the spirit realm. And sometimes that's hard for us, for us to accept. But uh, in my life, I've experienced that for some people, that uh, that's, you know, that's where they get their healing is to go on. But then I've also, you know, I, I look at healing as I stand witness to the healing, that I myself, my physical human person cannot heal that I only allow spirit to come through me, and spirit is doing the healing. And, you know, I, I, I look at it like I stand witness to miracles. And I know one example is uh, there was a rancher. We were on a spiritual journey. It was about 20, 25 of us went down to Bandera to a big ranch, and the rancher was scheduled to have his uh, arteries in his throat uh, cleared out. He was to have surgery at it scheduled on a Tuesday, and we were having this group uh, camp out meeting, <laughs> just you know, having fun uh, out in the country. And so I'd ask him, you know, I said, "Well, you know, I work with healing. Would you like me to work with you?" And he's like, "Oh, sure." Well, as it turns out, on Tuesday when he showed up to the doctor, his veins were cleared, and they couldn't figure it out. And he wrote me the nicest letter, but uh, he he said he just couldn't tell him, well, this little hippie chick, you know, worked on me, and guess what? I don't need surgery. So, you know, things like that. But like I said, it wasn't me. I, you know, I know that, that, uh, you know, without source uh, that, you know, I'm just a human being. 
Yeah, everything goes through. And that's what, you know, when people compliment me and I'm like, you know, I'm just a messenger. Mm-hmm. You know, everything comes through source. Exactly. And, and uh, it, it's interesting. Um, I always get, oh, where did you go to school at? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm one of those where I just know. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's interesting because when I talk to other ministers and all and, and other uh, light workers, they're like, well, you seem like you've, you know, had all this schooling and all. I said, no, it's just I just know this stuff. I don't know how. I just know it. Right. Well, and the greatest school of all is life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and then I get the messages from source, and everyone's like, well, how? I said, it just comes through me. Exactly. And, uh, because that's where we get all our information from is from source. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like, you know, just allowing your, what I, you know, before I called in, you know, I'm like, okay, brain, you know, shut off and allow spirit to come through. You know, it's like, uh, you know, that's just what I like to do before I do readings, you know, is like ask for my brain organ to be silent (laughs) and and for the voice of spirit to always come through. yeah, it's amazing when spirit does go ahead and come through. Exactly. So, and, and I'm always, you know, it's like always waiting and seeing what spirit has to say. I'm like, okay, it's like, and it's interesting when I do some writings. Mm-hmm. And then I look back at it like a month later. I'm like, did I write this? Oh, been there, done that. <laughs> oh, and that's how I wrote my first book. Um, I was at a Yahoo group, Psychic Awakening. Uh, school on Yahoo, and people would ask me questions, and I'd sit there and I'd just start typing. And people were like, "Wow, this really resonates with me. You should put it together for a book." And I'm going back and I'm, you know, rewriting everything, and I'm like, "Wow, I don't believe I really wrote this. Like, this is pretty good." And it, it's interesting when you know, knowing that it's all from spirit. Spirit brought right. us these uh, these messages. Right, and you know, it's it's a form of channeling. You know, whether you're writing a book or, you know, even uh, like I've had songs just, you know, like coming so fast that you know it's like find a piece of paper and you know write it down, and it's hard to keep up. You know, when when you're just being given like channeled information, and I look at it like it's all out there, you know, for anybody to grab it. And, you know, it's just like out there in the ethers and, you know, our famous musicians, I'll say, are the ones that go out there and they grab it and they pull it in. I know uh, years ago, years and years ago, I guess back probably, I have to think, in the 70s, uh, my husband and I and a friend, the three of us, wrote a song called Sail Away. And before long, there was a song on the radio, Sail Away. It wasn't exactly our Sail Away, but it was basically, you know, the same theme. And, uh, of course, we weren't rich and famous. I think uh, maybe Randy Newman did that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I remember that song too. That was yeah. a good song, though. Yeah. Well, we wrote one right before he did. <laughs> and, you know, oh, but like I say, you know, yeah, that's you know, I just know that uh, I think the funniest uh, song I ever wrote was uh, we had gone to Willie Nelson's one of his picnics. In fact, we were we actually got to go backstage and uh, Willie signed the back of my shorts, the, my pocket. But we also 
got chiggers. And so I don't know if anybody, everybody that's listening knows what chiggers are, but they're these little tiny bugs you don't see, but you feel them, and they scratch. And so I was at my parents. This was down south because the picnic had been at Lukenbach, and I was in the bathtub soaking in whatever I'd put in the water to make the chiggers quit itching, and all of a sudden I started hearing a song. And uh, fortunately, nobody was in my parents' house, so I grabbed a towel and got out of the bath and went. I actually found an envelope and a pen and a small telephone book, took it back to the bathtub, and wrote a song uh, about Let Your Light Shine. (laughs) So it was like, you know, it was just like it I had that awareness, oh, this song's coming to me. And uh, so that was the strangest way I ever wrote a song, was in the bathtub, so choking, uh, soaking chiggers. So, but anyway, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's TMI. <laughs> no, well, that's TMI is always good at times. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead, and Salsa has another question for you, so we're going to go ahead and bring her back on here. Hello, dear. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, Star, I do have a question for you. Okay. Um, everyone else is trying to call in. Um, I have a friend who is in a not-so-good um, marriage, but she is devoted and loyal to her marriage. Um, and her husband has been kind of ill, and, you know, she's not sure what to do about this relationship. It's not um, the most ideal and she's not knowing how sick, you know, he really is. I think he's about to get really sick. Um, and so I wonder if you had any light you can shine on it. Okay. Okay. Let's see. The card I'm pulling is I am patient and loving with my fearful thoughts. Be patient and loving with every fearful thought. Practice observing your fears as a witness, and you will see them dissolve. So uh, it kind of goes back to that little rabbit again. And, you know, also uh, I've already mentioned that sometimes, you know, the ultimate healing is death. And, uh, you know, for me that was a hard lesson. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, with your friend, you just need to be there for her, uh, be there and listen. Uh, I think she needs someone to talk to. And, uh, you know, so the best thing you can do for her is just, you know, listen. Just just be that ear that she needs. And because in reality, she is going to have to come up with her own you know, am I going to stay? Uh, am I going to go? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Uh, these are decisions that they have to make. But, uh, right. you know, you may talk to, you know, as you listen, you know, I'm sure you'll give her feedback. But, you know, if she's getting into fear, you know, you might tell her about the rabbit and, you know, how uh, fear and worry we do, you know, manifest those things and to, you know, try to stay as positive as she can. I know, you know, all I feel like all marriages uh get tested from time to time. Uh right. except, you know, I've done the till death do us part and I know that we survived that because uh I did. And uh you know, so 
I don't know the age of this lady, but uh, you know, she will she will survive. You know, it's very whatever. Hard. I've I've been a widow too before, and my current husband is also very ill. <clears throat> but it's um, you know, she is so kind. She has such a big heart. She is so intelligent, so compassionate, um, and he is not always so nice to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's you know, I if he wasn't so sick, I'm not sure it would be a difficult decision at all. At least for me, it wouldn't be. Right. But I understand. Right. <laughs> but I right. understand her predicament. It, it does complement uh, complicate things. You know, when you have an ill spouse and. Uh, you know, I think for me, the uh, you know, if, if a lady or man, but it's normally a, a lady is, is in an abusive type relationship, and uh, in particular physical. Although there's all forms of abuse, spiritual, mental, psychological. Right. But uh, you know, when there when there's abuse, uh, get out, get out now, and you know, don't let the door hit your butt on the way. But uh, you know, yeah, in that situation. <laughs> Yeah. I understand if, if somebody is ill, you just don't want to be the one to push them over the edge. And, right. Um, it's, you know, a tough place to be, and I just, um, I'm not sure it would be so tough for me. <laughs> right, right. But, um, you know, I'm like, well, you, this is abuse, you know, hit the road, Jack. But I understand um, it's a tough place, and I've been there. You know, before where you know spouse is dying, um, not been there to put up with abuse because uh, that I I won't. Right. But I know we have another call online, so I don't want to take up all of your time. I want to just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for filling in on the spare of the moment. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much we appreciate that, and I so look forward to you being on next week. Oh. Sure, what? we will. The room and then some. I, you know, I know you're very grateful for your gifts and for your time and for your energy and your compassion. Thank you so, so much. Oh, and I am thanking you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let Michael take the other call. Go ahead, Michael. You can put me back on mute. Okay, dear. Right. Thank you. Thank you. She's such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Go to area code 323. You're on the air. Area code 323. Give them a second. Maybe they've got themselves on mute. Okay. We'll give them another minute here. They uh, Sometimes you're on mute and they don't realize it. Okay. So. 332. Three, three, two. That's an 8. Money and power. Yeah. <laughs> So, 323, you're on the air. That's another thing. Another thing I've dabbled in is numerology, and uh, I find that to be very, uh, just very right on, you know, uh, uh, the life path and uh, all the different numbers that we can come up with. With our names, uh, you know, every every time I've done someone's chart, it, they're just like, oh my gosh. So, you know, that's that's another area that 
like I say, I've dabbled in. About the only thing I haven't really gotten into is astrology. I just, I don't know. I think there was too much mathematics or something with the astrology that uh, I never have. I read my daily horoscope, and that's about as far as I get with astrology. Yeah, that's about all I do, too. And and I've read about numerology and all, and I know mine is, um, my life path is a nine, I think it was. Oh, me too. You know, we're finishing up. Yes. (laughs) And it's funny because, um, you know, I've got the, uh, went ahead and, opened up the chapel in a, low, a physical location, and um, the unit number is 108, so that becomes a 9. Mm-hmm. And the physical address itself turned out to be a 9. Then when I had the 9 and 9 together, it was 18, so of course that was a 9. I'm like, ooh, okay. So I guess it was like the accumulation of everything and right. set the way for new beginnings now. So now it's like when I realized that, you know, like I said earlier, I was only been here for two weeks. And we're already going into a bigger location to where it's more visible. That's amazing. But yeah, I'm I'm also a nine life path. So, uh, yeah, and, and it is. It's like finishing up. I I've been told a long time ago I won't have to come back to this earth anymore. And I did. Uh, speaking of numerology, I came in dormic. Have you do you are you familiar with the term dormic? Nope. Okay, well, uh, you know, we're told that we all bring karma. Uh, those of us that have been humans before will bring come back with karma that we have to work off. And for myself, I have, like, all nine numbers in my birth name. And when you have all the numbers in your name, you're considered dormic. And uh, the way they... Uh, the numerology books and the classes that I've studied are basically when you're missing a, a number in your birth name, that's your karmic lesson. Uh, say if someone doesn't have a three, uh, they'll be working on that three lesson. And then maybe somewhere else in their chart the three will show up. But uh, it's it's kind of unusual to have, every, you know, one through nine. And... Uh, so in my in my birth name I do have all those numbers and so I don't run into a lot of dormant people and nor nor do a lot of people even know the words so that's okay Michael. Yeah. Oh cool. Well thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. We do have another caller on. Let me find out whether there they are. Eric code eight one two. You're on the air. Eight one two seven nine eight. Nope, we lost them. Uh oh. Oh, that ha- I hit when that happens. Yeah, twice in a row. <laughs> I know. Oh, well. Uh, Let me see. We do have another 812 here. I'm not sure if they're the ones that want it on. 812-384, you're on the air. It's me. I switched phones thinking okay. <clears throat> that it was wrong, and then I thought, okay, and then it picked up right as you switched. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> how, how can we help you? Um, I was really wanting to focus on like jobs and moving forward. Am I at that point? Am I not? Or what should I be focusing on? Okay. Would you like me to pull a card? That would be great. Okay. And what is your name? My name is Mickey. Hi, Mickey. Do you get teased like Mickey Mouse? All the time. All the time. (laughs) Or, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Yeah. (laughs) Well, are you... uh, 
very prepared in this world because the the mouse is all about you know being prepared. The mouse is the Boy Scout of the of the universe. You know they they uh, scurry around. The master and, of every. Or- can do everything but not a master of anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay, the card I got from you is I am a human being, not a human doing. Mm. Uh, don't equi- equate your self-worth with how well you do things in life. You aren't what you do. You are what you do. Then you, when you don't, you aren't. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh. So, no matter, you know, what the job situation turns out, that is, that is not who you are, uh, <laughs> is basically what this card is saying. Uh, are you currently not working? I work from home. I do uh, I do many different things from home. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. well, um, and, go ahead. And you're not liking that? You're, you're. No, I like it. I just don't know what I'm supposed to focus on. <laughs> ah, okay. What creates a substantial income? Okay. Wow. Well, I would say, you know, what gives you joy? A little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Very ecliptic, mouse, huh? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if you if you focus on the thing that gives you the greatest joy then you know that that's going to bring abundance into your life because part of abundance is joy and uh you know so i'm hearing you say you know you you're you know doing several different things and mm-hmm. maybe you know you you know you should narrow in and focus on one of those things or one or two and not it, okay not it all spread. deals with wellness for people okay so, um um like I'm, I'm doing a retreat center, but then I also do myotherapy and reflexology and Reiki. Okay. I also am a reader, so I can do that from home. I have nutritional products that I help people with, um, kind of like life coaching too, things like that. So there's a whole bunch going right. on. Right, and you know what I'm hearing is is that you're spreading yourself too thin. Okay. And that, okay, and what that okay, what you know you you've got to give energy back to yourself that, uh, you know, it's like, it's okay. When I say okay, I'm talking to spirit. You That's understand. Fine. I do too. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's almost like, you know, you're out there, you're, you're busy, busy, busy doing all these different things, healing all these other people, and you're, you're, you need to go to the well and refresh yourself and not – Okay, not spread yourself so thin that that comes back again that you know you're just uh you're not taking good care of yourself. I've actually been taking better care of myself okay. and following um like a meal plans and taking and losing weight. I've lost forty pounds. Wow, congratulations in like the last uh three months and really been working on taking care of myself and decluttering and and making sure that everything is right. And I really feel like I neglect everybody else. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. Um, I just feel like I'm not giving back enough at times. No, you so, are. You know, you're you're not giving yourself enough credit. Okay. You know, you, you know reach over and pat yourself on the back. <laughs> you know, just give yourself a little pat. You know, and uh, y- you are doing enough. And, okay. uh 
but I still, you know, I still feel like, you know, you, and, and I'm so glad to hear you say that you are taking better care of yourself because, you know, I guess in the past you weren't. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, bottom line, you're the only one that can do that for you. You know, yes, you can go out and help other people, but you're the only one that can really take care of you, Mickey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, Mickey needs to come first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that doesn't mean second or third or fourth or fifth, but number one, but okay, because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't help anyone else. Right. You know, that you have to be able to, uh, repl- you know, go to that well and refresh yourself and uh, make sure that, you know, you have the energy necessary to be able to help anyone else. And they're also, you know, bringing up that protection, you know, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, being with Reiki, you know, you know how to mm-hmm. protect yourself, correct? Correct. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, don't ever forget that, you know, because it's like I said, you know, we don't want to take on other people's stuff or energy or, you know, and how we can feel the aches and the pains, you know, but let's let those go through and send them down into the earth. But, um, you know, you are you are being of service. Okay. And... Uh, don't, don't think for a minute that you're not. And uh, like I said, it goes back to the joy. What gives you the most joy? And uh, this retreat, I, you know, uh, th- that should be successful. That's a, I would love for that to get off the ground, but financially we just haven't been able to do it yet. Okay. Well, you know, focus so. your – there again, focus your thoughts on mm-hmm. – making that a positive adventure and, you know, just keep those thoughts focused on, uh, you know, this is going to happen and I am going to open up to the universe to supply whatever it is I need to make this happen, you know, and just uh, do that. Be open to receiving from the universe what it is you need to manifest this. And, you know, not get so caught up in how am I going to do it? You know, just trust. Just trust more that, you know, you can manifest exactly what it is you need. Okay. Okay? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have yourself a great night there. Thank you very much. I appreciate both of you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Bye-bye. So I guess we're going to see you next week. Yeah, we're down to one minute. Yes. So thank you for helping out at uh, such short notice. Oh, not a and problem. When when I got a, a private message, I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> and how can everybody get a hold of you before next week? Uh, well, uh, does the messaging work on Blog Talk? Yeah. Can be, okay. That would be one way, Stardove. And okay. uh, they could message me through uh, Blog Talk. Cool. Okay. That and in, I, and uh, in uh, my information, you'll get it. Yep. I just wanted to go ahead and put it out there. So if anyone between now and next week, like, oh, I want to talk to her, you know, one on one, so they'll they'll message you that way. Yeah, that would that would work for me right now. Okay. Okay. Well, thank <laughs> you so much, Darren. I'll talk to you uh, within within the next week. Thank you. Thank you for everybody for allowing me to serve them tonight. Many blessings to you, dear. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Bye-bye.
Oh, she is so sweet filling in at the last minute for us. And uh, much love and blessings to her. And, and uh, do, you know, message her if you listen on Blog Talk. You know, do get a hold of her, message her, send her a message, and uh, thank her for helping us out and uh, tuning in. And don't forget, next week she's going to be our special guest, so call in early. And don't forget, we are always doing fundraising drives and still um, trying to go ahead and uh, raise money. Still got the move coming up ahead. Still got other things going on. And uh, every every dollar does help. Uh, so just go to the website, be the light radio.com or be the light chapel.com. Click on what says donate and uh, donate every every little bit that you can. Uh, you, uh, a lot if you really can. But anyways, until now, till Thursday, everybody, have fun, be safe, and know that you are loved because God loves you and so do I. <laughs>